Oshian Cast, the weekly sports anime fan podcast. My name is Matt, and joining me today is a very special guest, Matt. Hello. Hey, so uh, as you can tell by the title, we are reviewing uh, Encouragement of Climb, seasons one and two uh, this time. So, uh, for those of you who haven't really been following us, uh, we decided to, with a slow season over the uh, the spring, we decided to go ahead and catch up on uh, one of the shows from, I want to say, two years ago, uh, which was, you know, Encouragement yeah. of Climb. It, it was not really something we knew a whole lot about, just no. that it was a, like, it was a series of shorts, mm-hmm. and um, so we have had a bad history of these types of shows well these types of shows meaning what uh basically the it is a genre that we discovered while doing koshian cast it was the cute girls doing cute things uh sub-series or sub-genre of sports right yeah so these girls discover a new sport and become a team and learn about friendship through the sport or whatever right um, so, but inevitably these these shows it's it's been a lot less about earnest competition the way it is when it's centered on boys right um so we've been trying to figure out what what can be good in this subgenre. um the other reason we started watching this it wasn't just because you know it was around there's plenty of sports right. anime we haven't watched um it was because we knew that there was a third season of encouragement of climb coming out and we knew there was going to be an announcement about it in july so we wanted to like get this show done before they announced the new season and they did announce a new season in july uh but it's coming out next year so (laughs) so we're we're prepared for next year at the very least we are very prepared right so, uh, real quick before we dive into this review, I also just want to cover real quick, uh, later on, and as those of us, for those who are familiar with our general format for our review, we have started up a tradition of drafting characters. We're not going to be doing that with this, uh, Yeah, with this there's series. only four characters. <laughs> right. Well, there are a couple there's of side only, characters, yeah. but only there are only four, four characters, characters who matter. Yeah. Yeah, so instead what we're going to be doing this time is we're going to be doing a draft of best and worst episodes. Uh, but before we start jumping into that, uh, let, let me just uh, do a quick rundown of the show. Uh, there are two girls, Aoi and Hinata. They were friends back when they were kids, and they used to love to climb. Aoi, however, developed a fear of heights, and so she sort of dropped that aspect from her life. She became a bit of a recluse uh, throughout her junior high years. However, by chance, she is reunited with Hinata, who has started to kind of help her break out of her shell. And uh, the two of them begin uh, climbing together, and they start going, uh, start climbing up uh, local mountains and hills, sort of going through like parks. And one of the things that they discover, well, you know, they start assembling a wider group of friends. They start becoming more defined as people, starting to take on like other jobs to help them pay for this hobby of theirs. Um. And uh, the show sort of ends with the two of them reaffirming their friendship and that they're always going to be friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, uh, I don't. I want to. I, I would be interested to go back and see how many times you were, used the word friends in that description, <laughs> uh, because well, it really is a central theme. Yeah. Um, the the show is super focused on affirming uh, female friendship and how important it is to have a community of people who care about each other and also care about doing something productive together. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a feel-good show is what it is. Like, yeah. there's very minimal conflict in this show. Oh, yeah, is... and there's no conflict. Well, there's not no. There's very few conflicts that take more than an episode to resolve. Right. But, like, and, you know, for this short sort of show, that's fine, I guess. Like, we should probably mention that out of all of these sorts of shows that we viewed at this point. Uh, Encouragement of Climb is far away the best. Oh, yeah, because it's watchable. Like, that's the right. thing, is I have no problem with the general concept of, like, a car- like a, a sports-adjacent show featuring, featuring a fa- female cast that's mostly character-driven and about learning about, you know, growing up and stuff. Right. That's great. I'm fine with that in principle, but in execution... It's often ended up being either really boring or reductive or, like, just gross. Yeah. Um, and this show was none of those. And it, it also had enough... It, it, it kept the focus on climbing and exploring. Where right. The, so the, the scenery and the sense of wonder really did speak for itself a lot of times. Right. In, in the way that the sport in these kind of shows can get sidelined. Right, exactly. Like, this actually, like, unlike these other types of shows, because, I mean, let's face it, the ones that we know of have basically been about cycling. Like, it's about bikes. And it's mostly been the same thing over and over again. But, like, mountain climbing is actually something that could, like, you know, most people are familiar with bikes. It's not really something you have to push people, too many people to, like, kind of get into, really. But, like, mountain climbing is actually something that, you know, it's an interesting hobby that you don't really see a lot of uh, people speaking in favor of. Because it's always seen as being a very dangerous sort of, like, thrill-seeker sort of sport. But it's like, no, you can actually, like... Mountains don't... You don't actually have to be, like, climbing up the sides of mountains or anything like that. Like... Yeah. It's it's also good for it to be focused on girls. Because right. it's not really... Even when people do talk about mountain climbing, it's often associated more with men as being sort of like right. this rugged outdoorsman thing. And the show does a good job of undermining that, of saying, like, you know, girls, and you might not even expect which girls, but very, you know, tiny girls are more than capable of mount- of climbing mountains and being successful and getting healthy and being fit and, you know. Right. Uh, so that I like a lot because right. it's not a story that gets told either. It's definitely not something you see in anime. It's also just not something you see when talking about mountain climbing generally in the world, you know. Right. Um, and, you know, what else I kind of like about that, too, is that, you know, it tells you that it's okay to do this. Like, that it's okay to do this. It's also okay to sometimes mess up at it. Like, mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world. Like, you you know, you're going to mess up a couple times. You know, sometimes you're not going to be prepped for that trip to, uh, to Mount Fuji. And, you know, you're going to have a bad time. And, you know, that will happen. But that's just something to deal with. Yeah. As yeah, it comes along. No, it, it's, it's very anti-failure shame. Uh, which I appreciate is saying like, hey, it's not your fault if you get altitude sickness, uh, so don't feel guilty about it. Uh, just go back the next time, make sure you're prepared, and keep climbing because you know there's there's nothing wrong with you know facing a setback. Uh, so I, I liked that, and the way they did it was very generous, and it, so it it focused partly on yeah you know we want to affirm our friend and be nice to our friend but it, it was also just more general about success and failure um 
Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the one, the one last thing I want to say, is, on my side anyway, is... Right. I appreciated the fact that in almost every case, it avoided the trap of leering. And right. uh, having a super male gaze and focusing on specific body parts or something. Right. It felt most of the time like this was a show that was about women and on behalf of women. Um, right. So I'm sure there were male fans. Like, I'm positive because, you know, it's cute girl, whatever. Um, and, you know, I guess I'm kind of a male fan, too. Uh, right. But I, I didn't feel like I was trying to be tricked into being a fan uh, based on, uh, you know, perviness, basically. Right. I mean, that being said, that is... For the most part, the case. We may get into that when we get into the best and worst episodes. Yeah, yeah. There there are unfortunate exceptions to the rule, but uh, the rule right. ho- holds true a lot more often than a lot of these shows. Right. Um, and one, uh, one other thing I just want to add in real quick. Uh, I think what really works for me as well, like, there are, t- like, a lot of these types of shows end up feeling like they're meant to be, like, advertisements. Like, Long Riders, for example, had this advertising deal... Uh, with like Alpaca Bikes, which is a bike, which is a uh, producer of cycling gear in Japan. Uh, it may be defunct now, but they were kind of using it a lot. I, I never really quite got a good sense of that. Uh, but it, it felt like it was trying to sell you on a product, mm-hmm. and you know, because of its sort of weird, creepy, like sort of leery nature, I felt more off-put by it than anything. Uh, but I don't know, it's like, this feels like it's an ad, but, you know, for the things it's advertising, they're mostly free. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't really cost any money to just go climb up a mountain. It, it maybe advertises, like, a couple of, like, things you can do on the mountains, you know. It, it feels like it is trying to, like, you know, like, you know, maybe plan your next trip to, like, I don't know, like, Mount Mitsutoge or something like that, you know. You know, maybe consider it. But, you know, when I'm watching it, it's like, you know, that actually does look like a pleasant place to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. So yeah, you know, it's like, if it is a bit of an ad, it's doing its job. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I think with that, uh, we are going to go uh, onto the draft now. Uh, so we have decided ahead of time, even though I was the one who was covering it, we are going to start with the best episodes, and Matt, you are going to kick us off. Okay, yeah, so I, I have the first pick of the best episodes round, and I uh, have to go with one that I think you probably picked too. It's uh, Season 2, Episode 11, I've Had Enough. Yep, yep, that's the one. Alright, so this uh, this was the episode where the the girls are trying to climb Mount Fuji. Um, and they get set off. They're, they're starting off as a group, but partway through the trip, uh, Aoi is start, starting to feel the effects of altitude sickness. And so that's, you know, in Episode 10 where she really starts struggling on the climb. Episode 11 is where she really breaks down and realizes she's not going to keep climbing. She's miserable. She doesn't want to climb Mount Fuji. She just wishes she'd never come, and she wants to go home. So you get a lot of those scenes contrasted with uh, Hinata and Kokona getting to the top of Mount Fuji and having an amazing time, seeing everything there, like recording just how much fun they had, like talking with people, meeting new people... As you get this constant back and forth of the totally divergent experience between Aoi and her friends who actually made it to the top. Um, What I like about it is, one, just 
like we alluded to earlier saying you know this is always low moment and a lot of what comes after is her learning to kind of recover from that and accept the fact that she failed but it's okay and it's you know nothing to feel guilty about um but also just the structure where they allow the main character to fail in a way that she doesn't immediately recover from um i also liked seeing hinata and kokona sort of grow on their own and have this great experience without the main character right uh I am, like, I actually, I had that one at the top of my list, too, even though I knew you were going to pick it. Yeah. Um, so, w- I mostly agree with everything you say there. Uh, one other thing I really enjoy about it as well is that, like, this is one of those episodes where, the se- where like, the art direction really pays off. Like, I just love these shots of Mount Fuji. Like, uh, probably the most memorable scene from the entire series is from that episode, where uh, when Hanada and... Uh, yeah, Hinata and Kakona reach the top of the mountain, and you get this just this what you get this very extreme long shot just of Mount Fuji, and you get to see like you get to just see get like the sense of scale of what they have accomplished, and not only that, just by how like how much how much it melds into the earth almost mm-hmm. like like it's just this sort of natural wonder and i think it i think the art in this really captures everything like but just like what's just so grand about nature itself about how it feels like it's all part of this one uh like it's just part of this entire system that we're just sort of inhabiting yeah totally yeah the sense of scale in that episode is awesome um and it's really you know the show has a number of I guess, you know, climbing episodes. Not every episode is really about climbing, but the ones where it does, it has a number of them where the, the, the nature scenes, the depiction of the, the backgrounds and everything else really steals the show. And the, the girls just happen to be amidst it. Um, the Mount Fuji episode is really where it's at. It's like the, uh, the Mount Fuji episode also has our favorite side characters who went unnamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, which the, are, the loud Americans. The loud Americans, where it sounds like they actually, at least for the man, they got somebody who spe- who actually like grew up hearing English at the very least. Yeah. Uh, uh, not only that, I was very happy to see in the very final episode to see them return in the photos that uh, Aoi is going through of her of their trip of Mount Fuji. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. So, uh, my first pick, uh, you may not be expecting this one, actually. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I am actually going with, uh, I'm starting a part-time job. Uh, that is, uh, episode 18 of season two. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Okay. Okay. So, Prove it uh, to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this episode is effectively about Aoi... She needs a part-time job. She ends up getting a part-time job at a, at like a local bakery, essentially. Uh, it's kind of a, it's not really a needed episode. I'm going to admit that much. What I like about it is that this is like, after the Mount Fuji episode, it kind of felt like the series was just sort of meandering for a little bit. Yeah, like, totally. It, like it wasn't really doing much with the characters uh i thought that aoi getting a part-time job was actually a nice moment of character growth for her and like in a series that was starting to 
lose ways to do that for her. Uh, and what I like about that, too, is that, you know, it, it shows her starting to take a more active role in this developing hobby of hers. We always get the job episode in these cute girls doing cute sports series. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, but basically, all they're always sort of treated as, like, sort of a one-off inconvenience. It's like, okay, we need to have an explanation for why they need, like, for why they're able to pay for this. Like, and what happens is... Like, in, for example, in Long Riders, it's mentioned that the main character of that, whose name I have long forgotten and no longer care about, not that I ever really did, uh, she got, like, a job at a maid cafe, and it's just sort of this one-off gag, and it's like, okay, that's how she gets money. Uh, mm-hmm. In Minami Kamakura, that never actually happens. They talk about it, but she's given everything anyway. Uh, in this, Aoi, like, her part-time job actually become, like, for, you know, how few episodes that they have left... Her part-time job actually becomes a central, like, not a central focus, but it's always something you see her, like, doing. Like, it's something, it's not something that's just simply forgotten for her. This is just because, it feels like it's become a natural part of her life now that became, that grew out of her love of ho- of mountain climbing. You know, it's, you know, it's a silly part-time job, but, you know, it's something she needs to learn how to do. You know, it's something to prepare her for, you know, her future life. You know, actually having some work experience. And I like how that actually ends up tying into some of the final parts of the episode, where she manages, you know, she learns how to bake a cake for for Kakona. Uh, because of this part-time job she got because she needed money for mountain climbing. It, it actually feels connected, and I actually appreciate that moment of character character growth for Aoi. Yeah. Good. Uh, are you prepared for this, this second, my second and final pick in the best episode category? I am prepared. Okay. I just want to let you know you're not prepared. Uh, oh, Because okay. I'm picking season one. Oh. Episode five. What's a schlaff sack? <laughs> you solely did that just because it had, it's a uh, schlaff Yeah. So your, uh, your reputation for pronouncing words well, obviously. <laughs> so... I was trying to look through episode or season one because there was something about season one that I liked and I wanted to recognize that Um, because there is a pretty substantial difference when you go from season one to season two because in season one the episodes are three and a half minutes long Uh, in season two they're more like 12 minutes Uh, so what I liked about season one was the efficiency of the storytelling and they did lose some of that in season two sometimes that's for better sometimes it's for worse um Episode 5 stood out to me among them because it's the episode where Aoi uh, goes and looks for a sleeping bag. Um, because she's this is when she's first starting to buy her own equipment. Um, and while at the store looking over the options, she's pretty overwhelmed. And she runs into this girl named Kaede. They realize they're going to the same right. school. And they actually connect pretty quickly. Kaede has some good advice for her. And she gets her number. And because it's three minutes long, that's about all that happens. But you see that at, at the time, it seems like a totally random encounter. And you're like, oh, who's this random character who's showing up? What's her deal? What's she supposed to be? What you see later is that, like, this is trying to set up who Kaede is, what kind of person she is of reaching out to someone wanting to help them learn more about mountain climbing, and then wanting to keep talking to them. That's just part of her character. She loves mountain climbing right. so much she wants to share it. Um, and that's consistent the whole way through. So what you see 
after watching both seasons, coming back, the introduction of Kaede's character is how consistent she was the whole time. Um, and so go, going back, there are definitely a few episode one, uh, excuse me, season one episodes that are fun as a standalone. And this right. is this is the the first one I thought of. And that's fair too, because I uh, what this also does is it sort of sets up the story, the series as sort of natural storytelling. Like it was a chance encounter with a girl, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I think in a lot of stories, we sort of want to have this sort of defined reason for how people meet. Um, but, you know, a lot of people we end up becoming close to or are friends with, I mean, it's all just chance encounters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, I think it's very difficult to justify that in a story sometimes because it, even though that may be how it works in real life. <laughs> yeah, it feels like uh, a cop-out. It feels like a cop-out in storytelling. But I think it works in uh, Encouragement of Climb because of how naturally they end up uh, incorporating Kayade to into the show. You know, it's a random meetup she has with this one girl. She gives her her number, and then when uh, Aoi starts, like, hesitating, you know, she wants some advice. She's like, this girl did give me her number. Why don't I give her a shot? Like, you know, she gave mm-hmm. me her number anyway. May as well give her a shot. Like, it's all very natural. Um, and uh, yeah, that's what definitely one of the series' bigger, biggest strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, for my uh, second pick uh, for the best episodes, I'm actually also going to go for a season one episode. Oh wow! Yeah, I know season one represent. <laughs> uh, we uh, I am actually going with episode eight, which is uh, let's climb Mount Takao. Okay. Uh, this was the, I remember this episode being the one that really sold me on the nature hiking aspect of the series. Uh, I, I liked how, how they depicted it. Uh, I enjoyed how they, like, this series is, like, we have girls who are at the center of the series, but I do feel like that the real star of the series is is the nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, and let's climb Mount Takao was really the first episode where I really took note of that because before then we didn't really get a lot of like of the climbing. I think we had like one small hiking episode, uh, I think in episode three yeah, where right. we got to see a little bit of that. But this was the first one that I really uh, felt like we got a good sense of, okay, this is what, they are able to do just with the simple art direction here. You know, this is the sort of, like, maybe, like, at its best, Encouragement of Climb is very pleasant. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's what uh, the Mount, like, what Mount Takao sort of represented for the series. Not only that, I believe this is the episode which ends on Aoi needing to, like, walk across the, uh, like, just walk across some steep rocks that could be a little dangerous. And what I like about that is how, it, it, like, it's a very low-risk situation because it's like, okay, everybody cl- crosses this. Uh, you know, it's a, clearly going to be a safe thing to do. But what I like about that is that, you know, it does capture that sort of sense of, um, you know, like, that that first time, you know, that sense of the difficulty of that first time, you know? Like, yeah, you know, logically you realize, okay, everybody does this, it'll be fine. But, you know, it's still scary. Yeah, I agree. And it's, 
And it's sort of, uh, it, it feels like it's sympathizing with the viewer. Uh, the other thing that I find less sympathetic are the worst episodes of this <laughs> show. Uh, so, since you, I picked first on the best episodes, you right. can pick first on the worst. So, what's, what's the worst episode of Encouragement to Climb, Matt? Okay, so my first pick for the worst episode is going to be uh, uh, Kokona's Big Hano Adventure, uh, Season 2, Episode 20. Yeah, that uh, was my number one pick, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sort of a pointless episode. The entire episode is about Kakona's birthday and her wandering around town after sneaking her present for, that her mother had sort of hidden away for her. Uh, she just sort of takes the present, doesn't seem to realize, you know, hey, maybe I should wait for her to get home before I open this. And then she just sort of walks around town, and she ends up at, like, a children's park of some kind. And I guess the issue with this episode is that it doesn't really accomplish anything, and that is kind of a recurring issue with the series at times. Yeah. Uh, so, and I guess my big issue with it is that, like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to glean from it. It's like, okay, so Kakona's a cute girl who likes childish things. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, like, I mean, that's the episode. And it's like, this is not something we didn't already know. Yeah, about I, 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 don't, I don't blame them for wanting to have a Kokona-centric episode. Right. And I think they should, uh, but I think they should accomplish something with it. Right. It, like, it's like anything. I, <laughs> right. And it's like, I didn't get any new insight to her character. I didn't... It's like, it kind of felt like the series was just sort of treading water to fill out the, um the episode number or the episode count before they finally finished like off on episode 24. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It just, it didn't do anything for me. And I still don't understand why we were, why, like why this was in the series. I don't either. Um, so my first pick uh, my, of the worst episodes is, ah, oh, this is tough. There's so many good choices. Um, I'm going to go with Season 2, Episode 5, I Won't Forgive You, uh, <laughs> which, for this the simple reason that it is an episode centered on the, the premise that uh, Hinata trips while she's walking home with Aoi and accidentally pulls Aoi's skirt down and a bunch of people see her. Right. And then... They spend the whole episode mad... Like, she spends the whole episode mad at Hinata for it. Um, and then Hinata messes up one of her crafts. And so she's mad at her for it. And right. then at the end of the episode, Aoi trips and pulls down Hinata's underpants. Right. Yeah, so, back when we said that the series is mostly not pervy, this was kind of one of the few exceptions. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna give them some credit here. They didn't show anything. Like, I give them at least a little credit for resisting the temptation to show anything. Yeah. But it's still kind of this unpleasant, like, ugh, like... Yeah. This is supposed to be a very gentle show. I feel very uncomfortable watching this. Exactly. It, it does feel like you're supposed to get some delight of about these girls 
basically getting stripped in public. Uh, right. Which I, I'm not really sure what the show is trying to communicate with that. So Right. And it, it's just very... I mean, I guess at best you could almost say it's just crude humor, but... Yeah, but, just... but why? Like, it's built up from nothing because that's not what this show is about before that or after. Right. To be fair, I think... Didn't Hinata or Eloy, like, mention in season one that that was something that Hinata had done to her on accident? Like, I don't feel like it didn't come out of nowhere, but at the same time, it was fine as just a one-off thing and not yeah. something that we needed to be reminded we of. We didn't need to devote a whole episode to people getting their skirts pulled down. You right. Know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Though the funny thing is about that episode is that that moment is actually not the important part. It's the fact that the... Cr it Like, what really... Like, Aoi forgives Hinata at first for that, because she's like, I know it was an accident, it's fine. What she's really mad about is how Hinata ruined her craft project. Yeah. Um, and I guess what was also really annoying about that, too, was that it's like, of course she was making that for Hinata. So that's why Aoi is annoyed about it and you know what like it, the show like we said before you know it's best when it's pleasant that gets to be a little too precious yeah um just like oh she ruined the thing that Aoi was putting her heart and soul into making for her because they're just such good friends and it's like okay guys like this is just annoying and then why are they pulling down each other's skirts too an excellent question that we cannot answer so. right um, okay, so my second pick is going to be episode 13, uh, The Tale of the Mysterious Firefly. Uh, that is uh, of season two, my bad. So okay. this episode is all about Hinata and Aoi arguing over, or not really arguing, they, have, they both have a shared memory of both of them getting lost when they were kids, uh, and they were apparently saved by some kind of firefly creature. Aoi remembers it as a fairy. Hinata remembers it as this weird, creepy monster thing. Uh, mainly, I dislike this episode because, first of all, again, it's meandering and pointless. I'm not entirely sure what the point of this is. Uh, second of all, and this is the bigger reason, is the sort of the sort of contrived explanation that it was Kakona dressed up as a little firefly girl back when they were kids, this is trying to force, like, this sort of, uh, like, this sort of comedy of conveniences. Like, like, oh, like, they've actually known each other all along and just exactly. didn't realize Co you it. You know, Kokon has been this instrumental person in their lives, but, you know, they don't even know. Good thing the viewer knows. Right. And it's like, okay, what do, again, what do we gain from that? You know, honestly, had we done a draft, I'm getting the sense at this point that we would have probably cited Kokona as worst character. Because I'm, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm noticing most of our complaints about the series seem to be revolve around Kokona. <laughs> yeah, she, she just doesn't really have any growth in the show. Everyone yeah. else does except her. Yeah, she doesn't really have, like, much of a place there. And I kind of felt like this episode was trying to make her into a more mythical figure than she really needs to be, mm. almost. Like, I mean, not really, but it's like... It, it was forcing on. a lot of things. Yeah, it, it was trying to force this whole... Like, this was really, really reaching for plot. Like, I guess I put it le I put it lower than Kakona's adventure. Or yeah. I, I spare a little bit, because Kakona's adventure didn't really have any sense of purpose to it. This at least felt like it was trying to tell a story. It just wasn't very good. 
Yeah, it's funny because that was the next one I was going to pick. So with the final pick uh, and the only remaining one on my side, uh, I'm going to go with season two, episode 15, Raincoat Memories. Okay. Uh, So this episode is basically a flashback episode, and it's sort of the only Kayade-centric one. Um where it focuses on how Kayade became friends with a girl named Yuka in middle school, uh, and how Yuka helped her pick out a raincoat one time, even though she doesn't climb mountains. Um, what my frustration with the episode is that even though this could tell, it, it told us a little bit about Kayade that like, oh, she was a loner because she climbed mountains. But Yuka was nice to her, but Yuka didn't climb mountains. But one time they went to a store together. And so, like, Kaede's... I, I kept wanting there to be something here, because she, she had this memory triggered by seeing this raincoat that she bought with her. But literally, it's not like her friend gave it to her. It's not like they climbed together while wearing it. It's that one time I went to a store... Um, and that's, that's like her defining memory of this friendship. And also there's these weird illusions all the way through the episode of Kaede being like, Oh, Yuka, of course, my precious memories with Yuka. I wonder what's up with Yuka now. Uh, and saying all these things. And then at the end of the episode, you realize, uh, Yuka's still in her class. You know, they're still, (laughs) she's just like one phone call away she just like right. texts her and is like, "Hey, you want to hang out?" And Yuka's like, "K," and they're still <laughs> friends. So they have this whole buildup of this like weird me- melancholy. Uh, right. And I don't know what the purpose of any of it was because Yuka just like becomes a character and starts showing up. So she the only fact shows up like one more time. Okay, I yeah, think. you're right. But the, the the fact of the matter is that they built her up to be an absent figure that Kaede had these precious memories of. Uh, and then she was just there. Right. Uh, so and... just the, the way that they told the story made no sense to me, and I didn't know why they made all those creative choices they did to get to that point. Right. And I think I can kind of see that. That was not one I had actually considered really for either list, um, mainly just because I, I think out of the four characters, I think we both probably agree that Kaede is probably our favorite, so I was kind of willing to kind of give oh, a pass Oh, disagree. There. Hinata. Oh. I'm team oh. Hinata. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, but I, I don't know, like, I, I'll give you that there's some confused tone there, at the very least. Like, they didn't really go all in in any way that they wanted to communicate this. Like, they didn't really, like, they didn't sort of play up the whole, like, dramatic angle and then sort of reviews, reverse it almost as a gag. Yeah. Like... It's kind of one of the weaknesses of the series uh, in that because it has a very gentle tone, it also means that they can't really go with too many extreme emotions or extreme tonal shifts. Uh, so, and that kind of show that kind of showed in this episode. Hmm. I can agree with that at the very least. All right, so, were there any? Uh episodes that we didn't mention that you want to give a, a brief mention to? Uh, I did actually mention... Uh, I was actually thinking of mentioning for the best episodes the uh, the Climbing Mount Mitsutoge uh, yeah. episode. Yeah, was that Can We Be Friends? Episode uh, 22? 
episode 22. No, no, no. That's, uh, that was, uh, Mount Tanigawa. Oh, my bad. Uh, that was, uh, Climbing the Mountain, uh, like, episode three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, because that was the first episode that we started to see, uh, Hinata, or Aoi start to, uh, like, get frustrated with, uh, climbing and how she needed to sort of, like, recenter herself. Yeah. A little that, was, bit. that was a good one. The major reason I didn't mention it is because the Mount Fuji episode kind of did that. Like, they, it did that and did it better. Yeah, I agree. I'd, I'd say, but that was still a standout episode for me. Uh, were there any for you? No, I we hit all the ones that I wanted to, to touch on. Okay. So, we're good. How so, about for worst? Yeah, no, that was the same. All of I, oh, I, okay. I cleared off my whole list for okay. both. Now. Oh, Interesting. So. Uh, so for me, uh, I did. Uh, we didn't talk about uh, Mount climbing down Mount Takao. The reason I actually didn't mention it was because you kind of already made the same argument for episode five oh, yeah. about the sort of weird, creepy perviness. Because that was the one that uh, that was the one where we, they had the hot springs. Oh yeah, I, I, uh, I kind of blacked out on that one. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so Matt, I'm I'm interested. After all this being said, right as we bring this to a close. Uh, what who would you recommend this show to uh you know it's interesting because i think we've mostly been pretty positive about this series but it's kind of a weird one because i'm not actually sure who this is actually for yeah i agree i was trying to think and i'm not sure if there's one kind of person because like the the best i could come up with was like maybe younger girls right like maybe like a middle school aged girl would find that it's somewhat fun to see like these girls that are around her age becoming friends and trying something new and maybe that might be inspiring to see them like get out in nature but i don't actually know whether it would hold their interest Right, because there's not really a lot that's actually going on in this series. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think it's not a... If you're looking for, like, a slice-of-life show, I guess it's not... I Like, that's kind of my best recommendation for it. Is that if you need... If you're maybe, like, in a bad place almost, if you're just feeling, like, yeah. really da- bad or, like, depressed, and you maybe just want, like, a quick pick-me-up, Encouragement of Climb is a nice, pleasant, happy show. I yeah. I feel like is, what 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 are they called? I'm gonna mispronounce it. Is it Iyakishe? Oh, I'm not the, sure. The, the he, healing anime. Okay. Um, Iyashike. Well, I'm getting some of the syllables right, uh, <laughs> and I'm doing it off memory, so I apologize for that. But it's um, there. There are certain shows that are designed to be just like pleasant and uplifting and healing, and they're they're meant to not stress you out or create too much drama that are meant to just uplift and so yeah i i basically i agree with what you said is that this is a healing anime i think it's a pretty decent one right. um and it's also short so it's not you know there's no harm in giving it a try right you know, at the very least maybe give like the first season a shot if you really kind of feel like because it's like the first season is as long as probably an episode of an anime so like I don't know, like, it's not terrible. Yeah. And it gives a pretty good representation of what the rest of the show is like, too. Right, and I mean, honestly, if you really feel like you need to watch a cute girls doing cute girls, like, doing cute things series, I mean, out barring, like, something like Azamangataya, which is a comedy classic, uh, this is probably the one. Yeah, this is, this is a good one. Yeah. Um, alright. 
I think we're I think we're done. Yeah, I think we got it. Okay, well, uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and uh, we will talk. We will maybe hear from you again. Wow. Our logo design is by James Ratcliffe. The theme music is Fly High by Burnout Syndromes, covered and performed by Luke Bartka. You can follow Cast on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and our email is koshiancast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We will be back next week with the best and worst from the world of sports anime, and until then, keep training.